chapter fifteen of the fire people by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva the mountain conclave it is reasonable miela said thoughtfully and that our women will help as you say of that i am sure we were gathered in the living-room after the evening meal and i had given them my ideas of how we should start meeting the situation that confronted us we had had no more trouble that day after the encounter in the king's garden mercer and i had followed the two girls swiftly home we were not molested in the streets although the people crowded about us wherever we went why did none of bar's friends come to his rescue up there in the garden i asked miela surely there must have been many of them about they were afraid perhaps she answered and they knew the people were against them there might have been serious trouble for that is not their way to fight in the open her face became very grave we must be very careful my husband that they or tao's men do not come here to harm you while you sleep why do you suppose they ever happened to bring me here in the first place mercer wanted to know that's what i can't figure out they knew not that alan was here said miela i think they wanted to show you to our people as their captive one of the earthmen mercer chuckled they didn't know what a good runner i was or they'd never have taken a chance like that i told miela then my plan for enlisting the sympathy of the women of the light country and for securing the active cooperation of the girls in ridding us of the disturbing presence of these tao emissaries we planned that whatever we did should be in secret so far as possible mercer and i talked together while miela consulted with lua at length i explained to mercer that tao might at any time send an expedition to invade the light country how about that car we came from earth in he suggested he could sail over in that couldn't he if he should want to come over here i knew that was not feasible in the outer realms of space the balancing attractions of the different heavenly bodies made it easy enough to head in any specified direction but for travel over a planet's surface it was quite impractical its rise and fall could be perfectly governed but when it was directed laterally the case was very different just where it would go could not be determined with enough exactness miela turned back to us from her consultation with lua in the mountains high up and far beyond the valley of the sun she said lies a secret place known only to our women our mother says that she and i and anina can spread the news among our virgins to gather there to-morrow at the time of sleep only to those we know we can trust will we speak and they will have no men to whom to tell our plans to-morrow they will gather up there in the clouds among the crags unseen by prying eyes and you and our our friend ollie she smiled as she used that nickname by which he had asked her to call him you too we will take there by the method you have told us 
we will arrange up there in secret what it is we are to do to help our world and yours this in effect was our immediate plan of procedure nearly all the next day mercer and i stayed about the house while the three women went through the city quietly calling forth all those they could reach to our conclave in the mountains they returned some time after midday miela came first alighting with a swift triumphant swoop upon the roof where mercer and i were sitting one glance at her face told me she had been successful they will come my husband she announced and they are ready and eager all of them to do what they can anina and lua brought the same news when we were all together again mercer and i took them to the garden behind the house and showed them what we had done while they were away it was my plan to have the girls carry mercer and me through the air with them for that purpose we had built a platform of bamboo which now lay ready in the garden miela clapped her hands at the sight of it that is perfect my husband no difficulty will there be in taking you with us now the platform was six feet wide by ten long it rested upon a frame with two poles of bamboo some forty feet in length running lengthwise along its edges these two poles thus projected in front and back of the platform fifteen feet each way running under them crosswise at intervals were other shorter bamboo lengths which projected out the sides a few feet to form handles there were ten of them on a side at intervals of four feet i found it difficult to realize the difference between night and day since here on mercury the light never changed i longed now for that darkness of our own earth which would make it so much easier for us to conceal our movements miela relieved my mind on that score however by explaining that at nearly the same hour almost every one in the city fell asleep the physical desire for sleep was i learned much stronger with the mercutians than with us and only by the drinking of a certain medicinal beverage could they ward it off it was after the evening meal at a time which might have corresponded to an hour or so before midnight that the selected eighteen girls began to arrive miela brought them into the living-room with us until they were all together it was a curious gathering this bevy of mercutian maidens they all seemed between the ages of sixteen and twenty-three fragile dainty little wisps of femininity yet having a strength in their highly developed wing muscles that was truly surprising they were dressed in the characteristic costume i have described with only a slight divergence of color or ornamentation they were of only two types jet black tresses black eyes and red feathered wings like miela or the less vivid more ethereal anina blue-eyed golden-haired with wing feathers of light blue when they had all arrived we went into the garden behind the house in a moment more mercer and i were seated side by side on the little bamboo platform 
miela and anina took the center positions so that they would be near us the other girls ranged themselves along the sides each grasping one of the handles in another moment we were in the air my first sensation was one of a sudden rushing forward and upward the frail little craft swayed under me alarmingly but i soon grew used to that the flapping of those many pairs of huge wings so close was very loud the wind of our swift forward flight whistled past my ears looking down over the side of the platform between the bodies of two of the girls i could see the city silently dropping away beneath us above there was nothing but the same dead gray sky black in front with occasional vivid lightning flashes and the rumble of distant thunder underneath the storm cloud far ahead the jagged tops of a range of mountains projected above the horizon as i watched they seemed slowly creeping up and forward as the horizon rolled back to meet them for half an hour or so we sped onward through the air we were over the mountains now great jagged naked peaks of shining metal towered above us with that broken utterly desolate country beneath we swept continually upward for the mountains rose steadily in broad serrated ranks before us occasionally we would speed up a narrow defile with the broken tumbling cliffs rising abruptly over our heads only to come out above a level plateau or across a canyon a thousand feet deep or more the storm broke upon us we entered a cloud that wrapped us in its wet mist and hid the mountains from our sight the darkness of twilight settled down lighted by flashes of lightning darting almost over our heads the sharp cracks of thunder so close threatened to split my eardrums the wind increased in violence the little platform trembled and swayed i could see the girls struggling to hold it firm at times we would drop abruptly straight down a hundred or two hundred feet with a great fluttering of wings but all the time i knew we were rising sharply mercer and i clung tightly to the platform we did not speak and i think both of us were frightened certainly we were awed by the experience after a time i have no idea how long we passed through the storm and came again into the open air with the same gray sky above us we were several thousand feet up now flying over what seemed to be a tumbling mass of small volcanic craters in front of us rose a sheer cliff wall extending to the right and left to the horizon we passed over its rim and i saw that it curved slightly inward forming the circumference of a huge circle the inner floor was hardly more than a thousand feet down and seemed fairly level we continued on arriving finally over the mouth of a little circular pit this formed an inner valley half a mile across with sheer side walls some five hundred feet high as we swung down into it 
i noticed above the horizon behind us a number of tiny black dots in the sky other girls flying out from the city to our meeting i have never beheld so wild so completely desolate a scene the ground here was that same shining mass of virgin metal tumbled about and broken up in hopeless confusion great rugged boulders lay strewn about tiny caverns yawned fissures opened up their unknown depths sharp-pointed crags reared their heads like spires left standing amid the ruins of some huge cathedral there was indeed hardly a level spot of ground in sight i wondered with vague alarm where we should land for nowhere could i see sufficient space even for our small platform we were following closely the line of cliff wall when suddenly we swooped sharply downward and to the right with incredible speed my heart leaped when for an instant i thought something had gone wrong then the forward end of the platform tilted abruptly upward there was a sudden momentary fluttering of wings a scrambling as the girl's feet touched the ground and we settled back and came to rest with hardly more than a slight jar Mela stood up rubbing her arms which must have ached from her efforts we are here alan safely as we planned we had landed on a little rocky niche that seemed to be in front of the opening of a small cave mouth in the precipitous cliffside i stood up unsteadily for i was cramped and stiff and the solid earth seemed swaying beneath me i was standing on what was hardly more than a narrow shelf not over fifteen feet wide and some thirty feet above the base of the cliff mercer was beside me looking about him with obvious awe what a place he ejaculated we stepped cautiously to the brink of the ledge and peered over underneath us with the vertical wall of the cliff running directly down into it spread a small pool of some heavy viscous fluid inky black and with iridescent colors floating upon its surface it bubbled and boiled lazily and we could feel its heat on our faces plainly beyond the pool not more than a hundred yards across lay a mass of ragged boulders piled together in inextricable confusion beyond these a chasm with steam rising from it whose bottom i could not see a crack as though the ground had suddenly cooled and split apart across the entire surface of this little cliff-bound circular valley it was the same as though here a tortured nature had undergone some terrible agony in the birth of this world the scene which indeed had something infernal about it would have been extraordinary enough by itself but what made it even more so was the fact that several hundred girls were perched among these crags sitting idle or standing up and flapping their wings like giant birds and more were momentarily swooping in from above i had for an instant the feeling that i was dante surveying the lower regions and that here was a host of angels from heaven invading them during the next hour fully a thousand girls arrived 
there were perhaps fifteen hundred altogether and only a few stragglers were hastily flying in when we decided to wait no longer miela flew out around the little valley calling them to come closer they came flying toward us and crowded upon the nearer crags just beyond the pool clutching the precipitous sides and scrambling for a foothold wherever they could a hundred or more found place on the ledge with us or above or below it wherever a slight footing could be found on the wall of the cliff when they all were settled and the scrambling and flapping of wings had ceased miela stood up and addressed them a solemn almost sinister hush lay over the valley and her voice carried far she spoke hardly above the ordinary tone earnestly and occasionally with considerable emphasis as though to drive home some important point for nearly half an hour she spoke without break then she called me to her side and put one of her wings caressingly around my shoulders i did not know what she said but a great wave of hand-clapping and flapping of wings answered her she turned to me with glowing face i have told them about your wonderful earth and tao's evil plans and just now i said that you were my husband and i a wife can still fly as well as they that is a very wonderful thing alan no woman ever in this world has been so blessed as i they realize that and they respect me and love you for it she did not wait for me to speak but again addressed the assembled girls when she paused a chorus of shouts answered her many of the girls in their enthusiasm lost their uncertain footholds and fluttered about seeking others for a moment there was confusion i have told them briefly what we are to do miela explained first to rid the great city of tao's men sending them back to the twilight country and do this in all our other cities where they are making trouble then when our nation is free from this danger we will plan how to deal with tao direct for he must not again go to your earth and when all that is done i have said you will do your best to make our men believe as you do that never again will our women marry only to lose all that makes their virginity so glorious End of chapter fifteen